Hey, Pastor Josh here. Thanks so much for watching our videos. If you'd like more information about Legacy City Church, you can go to LegacyCityChurch.com. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the bell below. God bless you. What is Christmas really all about? Some say Christmas trees and lights. Others say Santa Claus and reindeer. Some say pumpkin spice lattes and Christmas cookies. You look forward to those things. When you are a child, you can't wait to see what you're going to get. But now, you know, we just hope people like our gifts, right, as we get older. Heard of a story, maybe you heard about this one too. About two weeks before Christmas, a little boy decided to write a letter to Santa. He started, Dear Santa. And then he scribbled out, he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to a higher authority because I don't know if Santa can do this. So he decided to write a letter to Jesus. Dear Jesus, he says, if you get me a bike for Christmas, I'll be good for two weeks. No, no, no. He scratches that out, and he's, I can't be good for two weeks, he thought. So he started all over again. Dear Jesus, if you get me a bike for Christmas, I will be good for one week. No, 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 no. He scratches that out. Thought to himself, I can't do that. And so all of a sudden, he gets an idea, and he runs to his father's study. He sprints in there into the room, and he grabs the nativity scene, the statue of Mary. The little statue of Mary he grabs and then he rubs, runs and he grabs a blanket and he wraps this statue of Mary up in it very, very tightly and he sits down again and he writes, Dear Jesus, I have your mother. If you ever want to see her again, you will get me a bike for Christmas. I had a little boy, probably around five or six years old, come up to me because he wanted to wish me a Merry Christmas. And I asked him, do you know what Christmas is all about? And he said, yes, of course. It's about Santa bringing us gifts under the Christmas tree. I said, well, yes, that's part of it. But do you know that it's Jesus' birthday on Christmas? He said, really? I said, yes, it's Jesus' birthday. And I said, do you like to get gifts on your birthday? He said, oh, yes. I said, on Christmas, we should also bring gifts to Jesus because it's his birthday. But instead of many times, we only give gifts to ourselves. But Jesus gave us the greatest gift of all, forgiveness and the gift of heaven. Well, he thought about it for a few seconds. And then he ran off to his little sister. And she walks up, and she was maybe three or four years old. And she says, Merry Christmas. And I said, Merry Christmas. I said, do you know what Christmas is all about? And before she could answer, her brother blurts out, it's Jesus' birthday. So Jesus gives the presents to Santa, and Santa brings them to us. And I laughed. Christmas is a celebration of Christ coming to the earth. But he did not come without a plan and a purpose. He was actually born to die and conquer death and sin and resurrect to life. That's the whole message of Christmas. He came to give us the greatest gift of all. Forgiveness, which we so need, and a relationship with the God who made us. Christmas in L.A. is a little different now, isn't it? Not very many festive people at times. Driving gets a little crazy. People are more irritated. But if you take a little time with people and are sweet to them, they will lighten up, and you'll get a Merry Christmas every once in a while, Happy Holidays with a smile. And it's nice when that happens. Uh, we were at the beach, of course, yesterday, Christmas Eve. What else would we be doing? It was 75 degrees in L.A. And a uh, family came up to me and said, hey, would you, he thought he was bothering me. Hey, would you take a picture for me and my family? And he was, they were pushing granddad around. And you could see you probably didn't have much time left. And it was like the family picture. And they were getting kind of one of those final family pics. I said, of course, no problem. 
And then, you know, you thought, wow, this, you know, why is this guy being so nice? Because I, I don't look very nice, like normally. I, I don't know how else to say it. My face is very stoic and heavy oftentimes, and I'm wearing a hat and glasses on. I look, I don't know, it's just a problem. I'm working on it, okay? Uh, but anyways, uh, he doesn't think I take the picture. I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, I take the glasses off. I'm smiling at him. And so I walk up, start snapping the picture, and I do, you know, three this way, and then I do three this way. And I'm like, wow, thank you so much. You know, like I did a big deal or something, and Eden runs up and start talking, and we chatted up for a little bit. And then you could see, like, they, everyone wanted to be warm, but everybody was so scared to be warm, so nervous about what the other thinks. And then they were so scared to tell me Merry Christmas, so they start saying Merry Christmas, I mean, Happy Holidays, you know, I, Merry Christmas, thank you. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. It was a nice, sweet interaction there at Zuma Beach here in LA. But oftentimes, again, we're nervous in our city. And I want to challenge you in Jesus' name to take steps of faith during the seasons, during these times when we can, to overpower people, overpower them with love, overpower them with kindness, overpower them with hospitality, Overpower them with a smile, a real smile, a genuine smile. Love on people and watch what happens. We have had our lights up since before Thanksgiving. I have a hundred foot redwood in the front of my yard. I'm not joking. In the front of my yard, bang, this giant tree there. It's like a giant Christmas tree. So I climbed it and I put up Christmas lights for Eden and Chef. And this was the first Christmas that my little Eden like really got. Um, it's, it's so fun. She's starting to understand the Christmas story, the excitement of going to sleep and waking up to presents, and man, it's the best. And she keeps telling me, I'm so excited for Jesus to bring me the gifts. And that's part of it. He came to bring the greatest gift now, didn't he? This time for me as a dad is so much better than when I was a kid. I love watching my kids get excited about Christmas. I'm more giddy than ever. Who would have ever thought when Pope Julius I authorized December 25th to be celebrated as the birthday of Jesus in AD 353, who would have ever thought that it would have become this today? When Professor Charles Fallen lit candles on the first Christmas tree in America in 1832, who would have ever thought that the decorations would have become as elaborate as they are today? Long time since 1832 and longer from 353. Longer still from that dark night brightened by a special star in which Jesus the King was born. Yet as we approach again this day of Christmas and as we land on it today, it gives us yet another opportunity to pause in the midst of all the excitement and elaborate direction, uh, direct decorations and expensive commercialization which surrounds Christmas today to consider the event of Christmas and the person in whom we celebrate. And you've done that today. You're here with me today. We've heard the reading of Luke 2, the story of Jesus' birth. And now I want to zoom in on one verse this morning, just one. It's Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Can we stand for the reading of it? We always stand for the reading of God's word to remember his word. To remember who he is and what he has done and where it comes from. Not my words. These are not my words. These words belong to the Almighty. Isaiah 9, 6. It says, For unto us 
a child is born. Unto us a son is given. A gift. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And we thank you for this single verse all that is packed into this single gift. I pray, Lord, on this day, we remember the gift of your son. We celebrate you today. And we pray that you administer to us and that we'd be filled with your joy and your peace and your rest once again this Christmas. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. If you're taking notes today, the title of the message is Merry Christmas from God. Merry Christmas from God on the wrapping paper. Unto us a child is born. What is, what child is Isaiah the prophet speaking about? He is saying this, watch this, Isaiah the prophet is writing this 700 years, 700 BC, 700 years before Christ would be born. And this is something that we hear all the time during the Christmas season, but nobody had ever heard it before. And it was 700 years before Jesus would actually be born. Now, 700 years from now would be 2722. 2,700 would be the date, would be the year. That's 700 years into the future from now. That is seven, eight, nine, ten, or 10 generations into the future. Your great, 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 great grandchildren or heritage. Isaiah wrote this again 700 years before Jesus would be born. Isaiah 7:14. he also wrote this. He also said about this baby, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son in 700 years, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Written 700 years prior. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is gifted. Given. The gift will be a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Wow, God with us on earth. Yes, this is the gift to the earth. You're going to name this baby God with us because he is God with skin on. He is the deity in diapers. Truly the newborn king laying there in the manger. Yes, this is a gift to the earth, and don't we need it more than ever before? This is the gift, not under the tree, but on the tree, the cross. A gift that would bring us close to God, the God who made us. God has promised through the gift of his son Jesus, he's promised this to you. Here is the gift. Can you receive it? Open your hands. Open your heart. God says this, here is my gift to you. I will be with you. Emmanuel, I am with you. God with us. Here is my gift to you. 
If you hold up the bottom of an In-N-Out cup, you will see this verse, Isaiah 9-6, there at the bottom of it. It's a great little treasure. I love to find every Christmas. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. What is wrapped in the gift of this child? Wrapped inside the gift of this child is Emmanuel, God with us. Listen, Isaiah, the same prophet wrote this in chapter 41, verse 10. Do not fear, God says. I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will surely help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. Isaiah 41, 13, Isaiah the prophet also said this. 700 years prior for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you do not fear I will help you Isaiah 43 2 again when you go through deep waters I will be with you when you go through rivers of difficulty you will not drown when you walk through the fire of oppression you will not be burned up the flames will not consume you because God says, I will be with you. My gift to you is that I will be with you through every storm of life. I will be with you through every up and down in life. I, Almighty God, will be with you. And man, if I want anybody to be with me through life, through marriage, through family, through work, through living day-to-day -day life, all the ups and downs, I need God to be with me. That's what I need. God is the gift to us, that he'll be with us through it all. The gift is himself, which is what we have always needed and wanted. Sin is the only thing keeping us from him. Did you know that? God says, I, my ear is not dull that I can't hear you, nor is my hand short that I cannot reach you. Nope. God says, it is our sin, the sin that keeps you from me that has to be dealt with. My dad used to sing this song in the church. My dad is a piano player and organist and singer, and he used to sing this Andre Crouch song. He used to sing this, I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong, but in every situation, God has given me blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me strong through it all, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend on his word. I've been to a lot of places, he sings. I've seen a lot of faces. There's been times I felt so alone in my lonely hours, yet those precious lonely hours, Jesus lets me know that I was his own. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through the highs and lows, what I'm learning more and more is God's not leaving me anytime soon. He's not going away. He's always going to be there. And that's what I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. Wrapped inside this child, the gift is a true king. A true king. The king we've always been looking for. Jesus is the true king. He is the only one who can save this world and set things right. And he will rule the nations. It is not a matter of if. It is just when. And so we church 
need to stop looking for a perfect king or president or nation and start looking to the perfect king who brings salvation. It's the Lord Jesus. He's the one we've always been looking for. And they had him. They had him in the Old Testament with Moses. God says, I will be your king. I will be your president. And they started complaining and they said, we want a human one. You want a human one? Okay. Here they come. And you see the kings and the leaders show up. And some worship the Lord and others don't. And the nation goes left and right and all over the place and up and down and happy and sad, beautiful and dark. We're looking, looking, looking for a perfect leader. And I'm telling you, it is only found in the Creator. Revelation 2.26, and to the one who overcomes and continues in my work until the end, I will give authority to him over all the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter and shatter them like pottery, just as I have received authority from my Father. Speaking about the king of all kings, he will set all things right in their matter. He will separate right from wrong, and no one will be able to stand before him. All will bow down. The scriptures tell us that all will bow and call him king. The name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called what? Wonderful Counselor. Wrapped inside this child, wrapped inside this gift, is a wonderful counselor. Do you know of any wonderful counselors or wonderful therapists? Not many, that's for sure. You pay $200 an hour for someone to listen, and then you're like, I think something happened. I had a breakthrough. And they can be helpful. But man, I need some wonderful wisdom. I do. I need wonderful wisdom for life. And I have a wonderful counselor. And his name is Jesus, and he is the gift. His wisdom and counsel is found in his word. Read it. Why don't you have a counseling session with him? See what happens. When is the last time you spoke to God in prayer about all that's going on? Bring it to him. Vent to him. He has a listening ear. He's ready. When is the last time you meditated on his word, his wisdom? You're missing out on the most wonderful counseling session on the planet. It's found in him, James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. God just has wisdom just sitting there. He's just waiting for people to ask. Would anyone like wisdom? I have Lots of it. I actually created wisdom and all knowledge. I hold it all and I'm ready to bestow it, James says, generously. Generously. Not like, here's a little $3 wisdom. It's like, here's a million bucks. Here's all that you need. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. 
wrapped inside this child, wrapped inside this gift, Merry Christmas from God, is himself Almighty God within this child. It is the precious doctrine of the Trinity right before us. He will not simply be called God, but Mighty God. How in the world can the Almighty be inside this child? This is why when the wise men showed up, they bowed down and worshipped him. This is why it says the angels in heaven worshipped. You can only worship God. You don't worship humans. You don't walk up to another human being, especially a baby. You go over, somebody has a baby, you go over, oh, I want to fall down and worship this baby. Don't do that. But they worship this child because it was Almighty God. Deuteronomy 10:17, for the Lord your God is a God of gods and a Lord of lords. He is great. He is the great God, the mighty and awesome God who shows no partiality and cannot be bribed. Praise God. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Who calls a baby Everlasting Father? Wrapped inside this child, wrapped inside this gift, is an Everlasting Father. Wow. John 14, 9, Jesus said, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, the everlasting Father. Psalm 103, he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquity. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgression from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he remembers our frame, he remembers that we are dust. He is an everlasting father, an eternal father to us. He loves his kids forever. Praise God. I love my kids because I love them. I love them because I love them because I love them. My little Eden, my Shep, Shepherd Banks, we call him Shep, and my little Wes. I love them because I love them because I love them. They haven't done anything to earn my love yet, but I magically have a heart that has grown to be saturated with loving them. I don't know why. I don't even know how to explain it exactly. It's just, I love my kids because I love them. They don't have to do anything for dad to be proud of them. I love them as they are, just as they are, just as they are. They don't have to do anything to earn my love. And this is from a human father. An eternal father who will never leave you nor forsake you and loves you with an eternal love. A grace upon grace upon grace. He has loved you because he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. Why? I know who I am. I know the things I've done wrong. Why would God love me? He says, I love you because I love you. And man, this generation needs that blessing now, don't they? A generation of fatherless homes. They need an eternal father. And brothers, 
you get to display that love of the Father in your family and to the kids in your neighborhood and to the kids in your church. And ladies, you are pouring that love of a mother upon this generation because they need that unconditional, I'm going to love you no matter what kind of love. People in this city are dying for that kind of attention and love. That's all they want. They just want, pe they just want some friends. They want people to like them. They want people to love them. That's what everybody's running for. They think if I make more money, if I get a little more fame, if I get a little more status, then people really like me. I dare you to just love somebody the way God loves you, the everlasting Father. What a name for Almighty God, huh? Father. Wow. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wrapped inside this child, wrapped inside this gift, is the Prince of Peace. Micah 4.3, the Lord will mediate between peoples and will settle disputes between strong nations far away. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer fight against nation nor train for war anymore. There is coming a day when the king stands on the earth, the prince of peace, and brings peace to the entire earth. And no more war. There will be no more hatred. There will be no more fighting. They will plow. They will smash their weapons into plowing hooks and shares. And they will use them for farming tools. I love it. Psalm 46, 9, he causes war to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Sadly, there's still sin on the earth now, and that's why there's war. But there's coming a day when Christ will bring the peace and prosperity we all long for. But he has brought a peace to you right now. He is the Prince of Peace, and he's brought it to you right now. Do you know what peace that is? It is peace between us and God. And second, it is peace that surpasses understanding. It is knowing that God is there with you through life. He's going to show up and give you the peace that you need through all seasons of life. A peace that surpasses understanding, where you're going through the fire, where you're going through a dark time, where you're going through a situation, and God shows up in your life, and you say, I don't understand, but I just have peace. And sometimes we need that because we're not going to understand today, right now. We're not going to have clarity. We're not going to have all, the, all that we need. It can be said the two greatest days in a person's life are the day they are born and the day they find out why they were born what their purpose is. What is your purpose? We are all born with a purpose. Some are born to be the president of the United States. Some are born to run businesses. Some are born to be a blue collar worker or a teacher. Some are kings and queens. Some are musicians or actors. Others are sports players and doctors. Some are born to simply be great mothers and fathers. Others are born to preach and serve. We are all born with gifting and great abilities. But Jesus was born with the greatest ability to save people from their sin, that was his purpose. That's why he came to bring us peace with God. Humans are troubled day and night, tormented within their own souls because they don't have peace with their maker. They need peace with God. Matthew 1.21, you shall call his name Jesus, Yeshua, the Lord is salvation, for he will save his people from their sins. That's his whole mission. You're going to call this baby Jesus. 
Because in his name, his name means that he's actually going to save the world from their sin that separates them from God. You see, Jesus came to save us and bring us back to the main reason and purpose for why we live, and that is to be with God and enjoy him forever. And then get on enjoying the earth that he's given to us. Here it is. Love God. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God. Love people. And get on enjoying the earth. Here's the playground. Here you go. Go play. Have fun. Stop fighting in the sandbox. What's wrong with you? Get back over here to your father. And all these kids on the earth running around don't know their father. They don't know their dad. They haven't experienced the love of their father that would cause them to love their neighbor greatly. You see? Matthew 28, 28, even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. He showed us how to live. He showed us how to love. He showed us how to serve. The way we were made to live, and that was his mission, to show us, please, to love one another. Love one another as I have loved you, Jesus said. By this, all men will know you are my disciples by your love for one another. He was born with his eyes focused on the cross. He knew he had to come to be the sacrifice and save the lost from their sins. Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Jesus said, no one takes my life from me, I lay it down. No one's, no one's crucifying me, I lay it down. Jesus is the gift. He was giving himself to us so we could be made right with God. He was taking our punishment. He was making things right. He was settling accounts. He was making the payment. He went to prison for us. He paid the fine. He made all things right so we could be free. Satisfaction will not be found in the sin of this world. I'm telling you, if you don't believe me, just go try it. Go have a blast. And we will find ourselves... The world will leave us empty time and time again. All of the things we try to fill our hearts with, they just leave us empty. They leave us more depressed. They leave us reaching for more. Substance, relationship, money, status, fame, expensive gifts, whatever, they all leave us empty in the end. They're, they're fun for a season, but they do not satisfy the deepest needs of our heart. That is found only in a relationship with Jesus. In a relationship with the God who made you, he alone can satisfy. I'm telling you today, he is the gift. He's the gift LA needs. Poem from Dr. James Francis Allen, written in 1926. Love reading it every year. Called One Solitary Life. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another obscure village where he worked in a carpenter shop. Until he was 30, when public opinion turned against him, he never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never went to college. He never visited a big city. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things usually associated with greatness he had no credentials but himself. He was only 33. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While dying, his executioners gambled for his clothes, the only property he had on earth. When he was dead, 
He was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Nineteen centuries have come and gone, and today Jesus is a central figure of the human race and the leader of mankind's progress. All the armies that have ever marched, all the navies that have ever sailed, all the parliaments that have ever sat, all the kings that have ever reigned put together have not affected the life of mankind on earth as powerful as that one solitary life. Incredible. He was only in the public eye for three years. Three years. And he's impacted the entire world. Jesus said in John 3, 16 and 17, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. That's why he sent him. I like the way C.S. Lewis said it, the Christian story is precisely the story of one grand miracle, the cross. 1 Timothy 1.15, the Apostle Paul writes here as a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I am the greatest. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. And so God sent us a savior. That's what he sent. Jesus is the gift. The greatest gift in all of history. He is the gift we need. He was given to the earth by God to bring us back into the relationship with our Father in heaven that we are all desiring. We can have peace with God and peace with one another today by drawing close to him. That's the message of Christmas. Amen? Merry Christmas from God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the gift. The wrapping was so great. Father, you sent your son down into the earth. He's born in a manger, born in a barn with the animals. And he walked amongst us and he lived as a lowly man. He just loved people, healed people, he helped people. As a picture of what you're simply trying to do to us. He challenged religion, he challenged religiosity, fake, hollow, empty religion. And they killed him for it. But we thank you, Father, in his death, burial, and resurrection, we have forgiveness of sins in a relationship with you. And I pray now, Father, please, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that this Christmas there would be some or many in this crowd who would turn to you with all of their hearts, make you Lord and Savior over their life, turn away from their sin, make you king, and start walking with the God who made them all the days of their life. Oh, Father, would you raise us to life once again on this day? Lord, the greatest gift we could give you is ourselves. We give ourselves back to you. Merry Christmas. We do it in Jesus' name. Amen.